0: Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? I feel like a million bucks. Beth, that's what a little confession does for you. Amen. Amen. A little confession, a little therapy. You're like a new lady. Oh
1: my gosh, it's true. Yeah. I'm on cloud
0: nine. Cloud 10 even.
1: (laughs) Is that a thing? Better
0: than cloud nine. What is that expression? I don't know. Cloud nine. We'll Google it later.
1: (laughs) Can't recommend it enough. The sacramental life is truly a lifesaver. Oh my gosh, Jenna. Tell me. Happy New Year. Happy
0: New Year, Beth.
1: Today's the first day of 2021. How could we forget? Can you believe we survived 2020? Jenna, how are you coming into 2021? Mm, I'm excited.
0: Really? Well, I just feel like there's a lot of question marks in my life, Mm. you know? And I was just praying this morning. Okay. And the Lord was just inviting me to ride on some bumper carts. What? Yeah. Which is frustrating because when I go on rides with the Lord, I like to be going somewhere. And he's like, no, no, we're not on the go-kart race track. Wow. Which is where I'd like to be. Go yeah. fast, have yeah. some adventure, do
1: some things. Also beat someone. Oh, yeah. Win. Totally. Yeah.
0: No, he's like, we're just going to stay in this little thing, in this little bumper cart rink. Mm-hmm. We're just going to bump around a little bit, have some fun. Is it bumper car or cart?
1: Cart. Is it? Yeah. I think I've always said car. I would just love to hear what was that like? Is there something you like understood that the Lord was? Yeah, we're just having fun right now. We're not
0: going anywhere. We're not doing anything just having fun
1: boring my prayer last night was the literal opposite you normally, going somewhere beth normally i'm like hanging out with the lord we're yeah. on the beach we're building a sandcastle all kinds of like beautiful childlike joyful things last sure. night i was rock climbing wish i was rock climbing <laughs> it's like we're sw- we oh, that's switched funny yeah I- i'm going places yeah. <laughs> new turn the page beth <laughs> New season, new season, new year, new season.
0: Well, I also, I think I mentioned in Laura's podcast, I've been having just some heartache with like friendships and Mm -hmm. this year being really hard and in the bumper car rink were all the people I love. What? Just very sweet.
1: That's really sweet, friend. It was sweet. Do you feel like that's going to shape your year?
0: I think I'm just excited to like be joyful with him. Not feel like I have to get somewhere or do something or like succeed at a goal. Not that I set goals, but it's okay to just be joyful right here. I think I even struggle with that with my kids. And I can see how I act like that with my family, where if it's like family time, I'm getting a lot of stuff done. I'm like cleaning, doing Mm -hmm. laundry, getting all the chores done. I don't ever really just like sit and like have fun.
1: Well, what about you? 2021 rock climbing, here we come. I wonder if that will be kind of characteristic of the year. You know that I typically do like a word, a saint. And then more recently, I've started doing a verse for the year as well. So coming into Advent, I already knew my word, my saint and my verse, as I mentioned, I'm kind of living in the new year already. That practice of discerning, like asking the Lord for a word, a verse, and a saint has really been such an anchor, such a gift to me throughout the years. It's helped me to interpret the events of the year. In literature, there's this thing called a golden thread. It's like a connecting theme running through the whole novel. That's what a word, a verse, and a saint have been for me. And more than ever, my three are connected, which is so beautiful. What I love about this practice is at the beginning of the year, I think I know what it's about. And by the end of the year, it wasn't about that at all. Or it was, and then some, you know? Yeah. It means so much more to me than I ever could have imagined or asked for. But I know you've been kind of resistant to a word, much less (laughs) a saint or a verse. And I, to my credit, have never pressed you on that.
0: Wow. The humility knows no bounds, Is it True. No, anytime you talk about it, I guess it's my guilty conscience. You
1: feel pressured. (laughs) Yeah. Just me talking about my own word. Totally. Okay. (laughs) It's like me talking about
0: cleaning. Does it inspire you to clean? Oh, wow. Are you expecting it to do that? No. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, this year, decided to take you up on your non-offer to ask the Lord for a word, a saint, and a verse. I think I don't want to be let down by it. Okay. Okay. Just like resolutions, they let me down.
1: No, I I feel that deeply. When I got my word for the year this year, and, and this is not a new experience, I was kind of angry about it. I didn't really want that to be the word because I know what that word means to me. The word is chosen. And so I just took it to the Lord and very plainly said to him, don't tease me, don't mess with me because you know I like ache to be chosen. And I have experienced that with the Lord But there's like a deep, deep desire to be chosen, particularly around my vocation. It kind of like stung, actually, when Mm. I got the word. And, And so I just honestly brought it to the Lord and said, like, don't let me down. I think there's an invitation in it, like for some healing and for some deeper acceptance and security. And please, God, my vocation. I don't know. I think as it happens every year, the word means one thing to me on January 1st. And it will mean something totally different to me on December 31st. Okay, does that help you at all with your hesitancy? Yeah, Yeah, it's helpful. I feel like the word of the moment, not of the year, for me is mystery. Mm. I feel like lately, when it comes to my relationship with the Lord and things that he's working on and my desires and relationships and things that have happened and are happening, God is mysteriously doing his work and his will. I'll give you an example. I recently started to pray again, my 30-day novena to St. Joseph. And this is the second time I've prayed it in recent months. Yeah. (laughs) I took a break. I did a rosary novena. And I was like, no, I need to be back with Joseph. Yeah. So I started praying it. I got real specific, as specific as I was like brave enough to get. And like the first time I started listening to the novena, because it's like 20 minutes or 25 minutes a day. So I started listening to it and I fell asleep. And then I always prayed at night, but every time I would listen to it, I would fall asleep. And I sort of brought that to the Lord, like, do I give up? Do I start over? And I just had this image of the sleeping St. Joseph. The grace is at work even when I'm asleep. This is the mysterious work of God. In fact, yesterday I was having a conversation with two friends. Okay, it was Father Parks and Sarah Erickson. And Father said, I actually think the Lord delights more in answering unfinished novenas than in novenas that are prayed perfectly because then it's just sheer gift. It's like, you didn't do it right, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, it's not us depending on ourselves. We don't deserve it, we didn't earn it, and he's gonna do it anyway. So I just think a word is a lot like that. A word is very mysterious. Mm. I think we can have the intention of grasping at control and wanting the the year to look a certain way yeah. or to understand the year in a particular way through the lens of the word but ultimately it's as mysterious as any other work of grace in our life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. Okay, tell me about your word. My word is well,
0: which has a few meanings. I'm always in the gospel of Mark. Praise be to God. Mm -hmm. You know, all up to like chapter eight, I think. It's like all about Jesus making people well. There's even this verse in Mark 9, I want to say. Chapter seven, verse 37. They were astounded beyond measure saying about Jesus, he has done everything well. Isn't that cool? What? I know. Wow. It goes on. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. So a ton about just being made well which is what is happening when he's healing people in the beginning chapters of Mark. And then he has done everything well. Like there is safety and refuge in his hand and his plan. It's all going to be done well. Wow. And then another, I guess, sort of meaning for me is just the depth of a well, how the Lord seems to just keep on wanting to go deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. with me, deeper and deeper into my heart. Where, as my like sanguine self would like to stay on the surface, mm-hmm. he's like, Let's get a little melancholic this year, <laughs> anyway. So, I'm excited about it. I think you do give a little bit of relief because it feels like everything needs to line up with well. Yeah, it's like, No, I'm feeling or noticing a word for this moment, yes, this time, this season that doesn't necessarily always have to point to quote unquote well. I think that's beautiful to think of it as a golden thread. This is what the Lord is doing with me and in my heart, I definitely have been feeling experiences of wanting to go deeper and be deeper with him in this well. Mm.
1: Um, So I'm excited about that. Yeah, for sure. And you know, if I can just maybe help you even a little more. Yeah, there are years I have totally neglected my word. Yeah, I didn't like it. I wasn't feeling it. I I didn't see it. And I got to the end of the year and I thought like, what a waste. Mm -hmm. And I've just had to like entrust that to the mercy of God. I don't know what he did with that. Yeah. And there are other years where my word has been so precious, so healing, so robust, right? It touched everything. I remember one, maybe like the most over the top word of the year I ever had was more. And it was after a really difficult year. The Lord gave me the word more again on New Year's Day. I said to the Lord, no way. Are you insane? Like, do you know what my life is like right now? And it was just so ridiculous, the blessing, the presence, the Mm -hmm. favor of God in my more year. I lived in this small town and we would do this pine cone drop on new year's eve what yeah <laughs> like a ball drop but okay. it's like a big pine cone wow and you're like downtown in like this historic square and i think it was snowing you know very picturesque and i remember watching the pine cone drop <laughs> and really like feeling a great sadness that my mm. more year was over mm. and the lord just like gave me to understand that That's my word forever. Anytime he gives us a word, it's like an investment. It's like a trust Mm. that we get now and we explore now, but it's always ours and it accrues over time. It unfolds. It's unveiled. It means new things. It's a part now of the fabric of our lives. This year of your word well is just the beginning. The Lord is making a promise to you that your life will be well. Mm. He will do all things well in your life. Mm -hmm. You will be a deep well. Every meaning that you perceive on January 1st is only going to be deepened and amplified over the course of your life. Yeah, It's an inheritance. Every word we get is a part of our inheritance. Yeah. Well, buckle up,
0: Lord. (laughs) I'm going to bump you in a bumper cart.
1: (laughs) It's just interesting as I like hold those two things in my hands, like bumper cars and well. Like to think... How does like playing go with well? Yeah, I don't get it. Is joy like healing? Is joy the thing that will make you well? Mm. How do you play well? How do you be with the Lord well? I don't know. I think there are just cool things to sort of explore there.
0: Yeah. And you have a verse as well. I do. What are you laughing about? Because you said as well. You just keep saying well. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hear it and see it everywhere. It's the best. Yeah, my verse is, you may not have heard it before, Beth. It's not very popular. Okay, okay. Let me read it to you. It's Mm -hmm. very obscure. Mm, I love those. It's in the Gospel of John. Okay. Chapter three. Okay. Which happens to be my chapter. Here we go. Here we go. John chapter three. I won't tell you the verse. Okay. Is this a test? Yeah. Okay. For God so loved the world. Can you guess the verse, Beth? Is it 16? (laughs) You may have seen it on an In-N-Out Soda cup or a baseball game at a baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Okay, that's insane. <laughs> you haven't even finished the verse yet. You're already so losing that it. everyone who believes in Him may not perish but may have eternal life. You know, I don't like things that are overdone.
1: The people don't know that pop but music. But I hate know it. that.
0: Yeah, you really don't. I don't. You like new things. I do. Yeah, fresh. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think there's some fresh faith in there for me.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh my, that is amazing. I think you're exactly right. In fact, I think things like this that are quote unquote cliche, which I would never say about the word of God, but we know what you mean. Things that we think we know and understand and we just like dismiss. If you stay with it, Jenna, I think that's very connected to your word. You're going to go like deep down into the depths of what that really means. Yeah. Yeah. So coming into the year, what does that mean to you?
0: It's very freeing. Just is unfathomable to my brain that God loved me, the world, so much that he gave us Jesus, this mm-hmm. true man who is God, holy God and holy man. Mm-hmm. I get to put my faith and trust in that man. God, the triune God, Jesus came to. He loved me that much. Yeah. The Holy
1: Spirit, he loves me that much. This priest friend, we have Father Dan Keneally, he directed a five-day for me a couple of years ago, and he regularly would ask me to pray, God, show me how much you love me and grant me the grace to receive it. I've sort of adopted that prayer like it comes up every now and again, because we do just have to keep coming back to this. We have to keep coming back to the love of God. We have to keep coming back to the reality that we are loved by The eternal God. I think that's everything. To regularly and deeply, personally receive the love of God is the transformation that we all need. Yes.
0: I found myself in the morning, because typically the the first thing I I used to do was grab my phone and then I'll go to my email, then I'll go to Facebook. And I've started waking up and like I'll pick up my phone, but then I'll put it right down. Mm -hmm. I just started saying the Hail Mary. And then I just felt, I guess, a nudge that the first thing I I could say is this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. I just think there's so much value. I know we talk about it all the time, but the word is our foundation. The Lord is everything. And so it's so beautiful that the Hail Mary quotes scripture. And I was just thinking, I want to quote other scripture to myself right when I wake up. Like mm. I want that to be what sets forth my day.
1: I think aligning yourself with scripture first thing. Yeah. Like giving the authority over your life to the word. Yes. Claiming that truth that that you're loved, that God came for you, rescued you, that you won't perish, that you've been given the the promise and the hope of eternal life. I'm like very inspired by that. Yeah. I haven't ever really been sure how to engage my verse of the year, but I think I'm going to steal that, not with your verse, of course, but with mine, to just pray with it. And it it takes 10 seconds, but to sort of begin my day by aligning myself with this verse that the Lord has given me as an inheritance for such a time as this. Right now, this verse has something to say to me. This verse has something to give me, and I want to receive it. So to start my day that way, I think is really exciting. Yeah. What's your verse, Beth? My verse is uh, Luke one thirty seven from the Annunciation where the angel Gabriel says to Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. This is another thing the Lord has given me this year that comes with a lot already attached to it. It was one of the verses that I pondered and prayed with on my eight day last January. It's directly connected to the birth of St. John the Baptist, whom I love deeply. Elizabeth, who was barren, who gave birth. To John, who is my namesake. So it it just comes like pregnant (laughs) with a lot of meaning already. Yeah. You know, I was talking with a friend just kind of mutually trying to give one another accountability. And I was sharing some things about like not being disciplined about getting up in the morning or like turning to food emotionally to eat. And so we were kind of exploring that together and she just like nailed it and said, do you think it's a lack of hope I've been sitting with that for a couple of days. Like, am I lingering in bed because I don't really feel like there's anything to get up for? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And before I like alarm anyone, I'm not like in deep depression, but I think I've been attacking it more as like sloth. But what what's deeper than that? What's mm. really driving that is this belief that like there isn't anything good coming today. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. And and really the same with like turning to food of like, this is like how I can treat myself or something to look forward to. It's misaligned hope is what it is. And so I think claiming that verse, waking up to that verse can maybe shatter some of that buffering that I'm doing, which is trying to like provide these like little comforts for myself because I'm not expecting good things. So maybe if I wake up, with this expectation for nothing will be impossible with God. I like feel energy in my body just even saying that verse to you right now. I wonder if that is the key to regaining my hope. And not even in a particular outcome, but just in the Lord, in whatever the Lord is going to do, that it's going to be something that I couldn't do on my own that would be impossible for me to do. It won't be impossible for the Lord to do it. Yeah, so I'm going to take you up on that. Thank you so much. Beth! I am to please. <laughs> I want to encourage all of you to get a verse for the year. I felt the Lord urging me to get a verse. I think I heard someone else doing it a couple of years ago, and I got kind of jealous. I was like, hey, how come you gave them a verse? It's been a place of comfort or something I come back to and kind of grounding me. But I am looking forward to now my verse, like leading the charge every day.
0: And what are you doing with your saint? What's the saint of the year protocol?
1: A saint for me has also been a very mysterious relationship because when a saint has come into my life, sometimes there are very obvious connections Mm. and other times it's like, what? Why? Even sometimes when those connections are obvious, I'm not like buoyed up with hope. Instead, I'm like, no, don't you dare promise me that and then not come through, Lord. You know, there's like a lot of defensiveness on my part. And I think I had some of that too around Elizabeth, particularly around her barrenness, like being a mother later in life. So it's all very, like most things are kind of vocation connected for me. St. Elizabeth is my namesake. I've had to work through not liking my name because of that barren connection yeah, and feeling like that was a curse, feeling like that was prophetic. Mm. But the Lord is showing me already just in Advent that it is prophetic in the sense of God promising me mm. that he'll come through for me even when it looks impossible. So all of those things work together. She was chosen to be the mother of John the Baptist. It's beautiful. And what about you? I know saints have been a tough sell for you.
0: Mine was given to me by my spiritual director. I think I've just noticed her more because of my spiritual director. Mm. And it's St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, who's the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest saint. I'm like obsessed with her. Yeah.
1: Anyway, no story. No cool Elizabeth story like you, but the saints adopt us. The saints seek us out. Even, you know, in the early days when I would use the patron saint generator, you know, and I would pray and and trust that the Lord was working through this algorithm. And then I kind of like matured into just discerning it with the Lord, asking the Lord, and then paying attention to who's already been hanging around. Yeah. What statue am I drawn to at Mass? What book is recommended to me? What person in my life is deeply devoted to a saint that I'm like n- not interested in, you know? Just um noticing who's already there, who's already seeking out a friendship with me. I believe we all have a team, I don't know, hordes of patron saints that we're just not even aware of yet. They know that we need them and we need their prayers in a particular way. And they're not waiting for us to notice them. They're already praying for us. But I feel like a saint It's just making us aware of their intercession that's already happening. Saints run in packs. As I came to know and love St. Joseph, St. Teresa of Avila became very interested in me. Mm. Probably always was. And she's deeply devoted to St. Joseph. So I just kind of noticed that any saint with like a Joseph devotion is suddenly attracted to me in my Joseph devotion. It's Mm -hmm. like they're on his team and he's sending them to be on my team. And I think the same is true in our earthly life. Consider again, St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross, they're contemporaries. They were friends. It makes sense that you would be adopted by a saint who has a really profound role In someone's life who's very important to you yeah does that make sense totally they're like kind of greedy they want to be friends with all of your friends
0: yeah that's sweet
1: yeah so i did a teachable tuesday a couple weeks ago two weeks ago yeah on how to get a word a verse and a saint and really i kind of boil it down to the three steps that have worked for me you can check out that teachable tuesday on youtube from two weeks ago Word, verse, saint of the year, three simple steps.
0: I think we called it like, it's that time of year or something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. All right, Beth, shall we pray? Yes, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we love you. We're so grateful for your love. We know your love comes first, Lord. Thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for rescuing us. Lord, my heart is just overwhelmed with gratitude for who you are, for how you love us. I pray that you would pour out your love on each and every woman listening. I pray that you would reveal that love at this time through their word, their saint, their verse for the year. Give them every grace, Lord, that they need to stay close to you, to abide in you this year. Thank you for your generosity to us thank you for the abundance that you give we love you and we trust you jesus in your name we pray amen in the name of the father the son of the holy spirit amen amen thanks beth jenna thank you i enjoyed that tremendously happy new year happy new year